good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, March 17th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. Come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we'll be talking about the 23rd Psalm, but before we get into that discussion, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are the good shepherd. You protect and care for each of us. You love us and try to keep us safe. It is our prayer that we would learn to better listen to you, that we would hear your voice as it calls to us all the days of our lives. Amen. Amen. Our scripture today is that famous 23rd Psalm. I urge each listener to listen for something new as you hear these familiar words. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Brett, if we look at this passage, and if we know that the Lord is characterized as a shepherd, what does it say that God does? Yeah, so when we talked about you and I discussed this earlier. We talked about what are what are the verbs that we have in this, and we have that he makes me lie down, uh, he leads me, he restores me, um, prepares a table. Uh, there's that really interesting verb that that people go back and forth about how it should be translated. Of mercy shall follow me, but with the verbiage, it could also mean uh, goodness and mercy pursue me all the days of my life, and so. Uh, in kind of contrast of what we read on Monday, we have this absolute comfort. Uh, and so we have, we know that God exists, that God exists in the pain to lead us, to restore us. It's all these essentially, you know, all the operative words are encouraging in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Uh, and that's why I think this, this Psalm has kind of taken a really profound, place both in Christianity but also in American culture um, that that the spirit has kind of worked through this psalm to elevate it to something really powerful that this is a psalm that has been uttered by soldiers in war by single mothers by uh, by anybody um, to find comfort in the midst of pain to find hope uh, and and that I think is really comes from what those verbs are, are driving at. I love, too, that, you know, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It is possible that the rod and the staff are used to, you know, whack a sheep to get them to go where they need to go. <laughs> yeah. um, that 
even with these implements that can be used for pain with God, they are always used as a sense of comfort Mm. um, to keep one safe. Um, And so the idea here, I think it's perfect that God provides rest, restoration, that God is always guiding us, and that when we walk through darkness, God is there. I feel like this kind of perfectly encapsulates the whole of our life, um, you know, and that God, you know, the anointing my head with oil, as opposed to making it, you know, some sort of direct claim on who we are, I think it simply means that God recognizes that we are important. Mm. Yeah, that, that we have been... Um elevated <laughs> that yes. we have we have uh, and and i also love the um the structure i mean if we look at it we have this it starts out with kind of this peaceful restoration um and and we have that in our life of when things seem to be going really well and then we have the darkest valley then when things are just awful things are just terrible then prepare a table in the presence of my enemies when we feel uh, everyone around us uh, are mocking us. Um, and then in the midst of that p- fear and pain that we are elevated um, to this idea to um, children of God, uh, that we are, that we are made co-heirs with Christ, that we are anointed and brought to uh, kingship and queenship and, uh, and royalty. Uh, and then continuing on that even when, we flee from that call uh, that God's grace will pursue us. Uh, and then and finally, uh, that there is this eternity that we spend with God. It's just a, it's just a, the, the shape and form of it is just gorgeous. <laughs> yes. And I really love, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. The world and all that is in it is the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It helps me to know that there is nowhere I can go that is outside of God's reach. I was talking with a friend yesterday, and he said, you know, the only thing more frightening than there is no God is that there is a God and he pursues us. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That he is relentless in his love and care for us. Um, and is constantly calling us for a response. Yeah, you know, it's just that wonderfully reformed idea uh, that it's God reaching out into our lives. That it's uh, even when we flee, uh, even when uh, the call to follow Christ seems like too much of a burden, that the mercy of God will continue following you uh, when. When the call to love others seems just impossible and you want to run the other direction, that, you know what, mm-hmm. that mercy's right there on your heels calling you back. Um, and like you said, that's a, that's, that's a scary idea. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Our quote today comes from writer George MacDonald. He says, Few delights can equal the mere presence of one whom we trust utterly. Thanks be to God that we have a Savior we can trust. Hmm. Friends, I hope you'll join us again on Friday. But now, may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.